0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner Matt Story, and uh, it's going to be basketball heavy—not traditional for our discussion. No, it's not. But you know, we're getting we're getting into the. I mean, we're not quite there, but we're getting into post football. So you know, hey, we, about a month from now, we'll be doing our bracket picks here. So oh, yeah. you know, it, it 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 makes sense. We're we're transitioning just a little. So let's. But we'll still
1: do plenty of football between now and July. I'm yeah. Sure.
0: Well, let's let's open with the Super Bowl because we're gonna have to pivot quickly to basketball. But, yes. uh, you know, Bengals Rams, Tom Brady leaves the door open to coming back next year. So who cares about yeah. the game? We got Tom <laughs> Brady to talk about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's no surprise, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he will. I, I think that's one of those. I mean, you know, he may have. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his by any means, but he may have just simply answered the question honestly. Like mm-hmm. no one knows how they're going to feel about something in six months, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, but you know, he's, he's got to keep himself center of attention too.
0: Yeah. Well, and you, you know, I also think about another guy who you're not a fan of, but Larry Fitzgerald just stopped playing. There wasn't stunning to me. I don't yeah. know if we've discussed that, but absolutely like uh, stunning that we went through an
1: entire season. So I guess he's done. I mean, Mm -hmm. presumably i guess he could come back he'd pull a gronkowski and come back after a year out but just shocking i I, yeah if you had asked me during my six seasons with the cardinals would would larry fitzgerald when he when he finally retired which i guess he technically hasn't but when he finally retired would he just fade away or would he have a big to do i would have bet heavy on the big to do and i would have lost so Yeah.
0: yeah color me surprised but it's just it's interesting, right? Because there's not, yeah. you know, he didn't. There, I know that there were people in the Phoenix media talking about would he come back? Should we right. reach out to him? Oh, this yeah. this guy got hurt. This guy's not productive. He's a better yeah. option than Andy Isabella. Right, um, even late in the year when, when Hopkins got hurt, you
1: know, uh, oh, you know, this was uh, he never did.
0: Yeah, shockingly, and, and he never and, and always, he never engaged in it either. No, so, he did not. No, he really didn't. I mean,
1: absolutely stunned by that for somebody who I know for a fact loved attention and loved, you know, positive attention. No one loves negative attention, at least not that many people. Um, But, you know, like it just it just shocks me that he didn't have a big old ceremony press conference. Uh, You know, I love Larry Tribute Fest. Uh, Stunning, you know, but yeah, like I said, stunts. Anyway, that's yeah. Off topic, I guess, but mm-hmm. you're right. It, it's done me, and and uh, you know, I mean, like I guess, I mean, Roethlisberger did a little video, but he didn't. He's not doing a you know farewell press conference or anything. And Brady did all all he's done is his you know little you know social media messages, I guess. So I, I I'm surprised. Guys who certainly have big egos, all three of them, and I like Roethlisberger, but you know, not, not what I expected.
0: Yeah it it the the only thing that would shock me more. I think is if like we found out that Aaron Rodgers had quietly filed his retirement paperwork already, yeah, and right, and just right. didn't say anything. Just didn't Danny. say anything. Yeah. Although he's such a bizarre character that I don't know what to expect from him. I mm-hmm. mean,
1: you know, like he's he's you know he's fully embraced the bizarre to the point where it's like, yeah. I mean,
0: I feel like retire, he. I feel like he lost uh, the thread on the bit. A you little know, bit, like little
1: bit, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like he, he's like a, a method actor who like just
0: started to live that way his entire life, mm-hmm. basically. So,
1: yeah. But anyway, yes. It's it's uh, Super Bowl week. It's NFL Honors Night. Speaking of Rogers, probably going to win the MVP tonight. Hall of Fame announcement tonight. Um, you know, it's it's the conclusion. We're we're at the
0: we're at the finish line of this football journey that started about six months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, there's also a game rant the rams is, yeah. uh you know with their 36 year old coach who's got his second super bowl with a yeah. second quarterback yeah it's darn impressive you know and zach yeah. taylor 38 should be the Wonderkind, but he's the older coach <laughs> the older go-
1: older coach yeah yeah and, and i don't know about you but like i mean i know you don't you don't follow college football nationally as much as i do but like i remember zach taylor quarterbacking nebraska Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know and and I knew he was the coach, but when they were talking about that during the AFC title game, I'm like gosh dang that that's one of those and there's a lot of them that happen more and more. Where I'm like, man, I've I've been a sports fan for quite a while now. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not the the young kid just figuring out sports anymore. When you're like, oh yeah, I remember him being the quarterback for Nebraska. and Now he's the head coach in the NFL.
0: Well, I had a weird thing today, sort of the reverse about or or the same. Idea of how old we are is—it's yeah. like Tom Brady retired. It's like, oh, that's weird. I remember watching him in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Right. We were in high school. Right. We were. <laughs> yes, we watched it across the street from your house at Jesse Martin's. Yeah. I recall. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. And then two years later, we watched it. Uh, we watched his Super Bowl uh, in, in your guest house with Greg Powell. Mm-hmm. And and we missed halftime when Janet Jackson had the wardrobe malfunction.
0: Yeah. What a time. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: I'm not a Brady fan. You know that. But, you know, his his career was so long that it's like, you look back, like, gosh dang, man, that that's a long time ago. Like, my, my life has evolved so much in the time from when he first started. You know, I mean, I, I'll take it back a little further. I remember him playing for Michigan. I remember mm-hmm. that Orange Bowl, which was his last college game, which at the time didn't feel like it mattered because he was just a – Joe quarterback didn't really feel like anything special, but I remember that game watching them play Alabama in the Orange Bowl. I was Like, oh yeah, you know. Now, oh, gosh dang, he's, he's forty five or whatever. It, it's uh, yeah, we've we've been doing this a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's quarterbacked more than half my life. He's been yeah. a relevant NFL quarterback. Right, right. I mean, it's it's how I feel about LeBron. You know, like LeBron's a year older than us.
1: LeBron's thirty seven. It's like, gosh, that that means we're pretty old too.
0: mm Hmm. Since LeBron's angling for his kid to play with him. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's it's fun.
1: I enjoy this kind of stuff. But yeah, there's so you know, not a month goes by now in sports that something doesn't happen that I'm like, Gosh, I remember that guy's dad, or I remember that guy in college and now he's a coach or you know, any number of things. I mean, it didn't it didn't happen, but for a bit it looked like Byron left, which was gonna be the Jaguars coach. Like boy, that would have been, like, circle of life. You know, mm-hmm. like, I remember him getting drafted by Jacksonville, and if he was back there as the coach, wow, how weird is that?
0: hmm Probably should have gotten that job. I'm just going to throw that I out I wish there. he had.
1: I wish he had, but uh, apparently didn't want to work for Trent Baalke, and I can't necessarily blame him. Um, but, boy, apparently Sean Conn just loves Trent Baalke. Just mm-hmm. cannot cannot quit Trent Baalke. So, you know, here we are. I guess he's going to be back at Tampa. and the, mm-hmm. All the coaching – vacancies are filled yeah. unless
0: something weird happens i guess i i hope that he doesn't become eric the enemy
1: i hope not too yeah yeah but, uh, so so i mean we we don't need to spend a lot of time on this but there's got to be something about the enemy that we're not we're not picking up on like mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be more than just a i mean i know brian flores lawsuit and i know there's not many black coaches but the guy's
0: interviewed 15 times Mm-hmm. And hasn't gotten a head coaching job. There's got there's something there.
1: I don't know what it is, but like somebody would have thought like, okay, he's our guy.
0: Yeah. It it seems strange. I mean he's either a bad interviewer or or
1: he doesn't have a plan. I, I know there's some stuff in his background when he was at Colorado, I believe he got into some legal trouble for like domestic violence situations. And so maybe that's why that's become, you know, very big hot button topic in the NFL the last five, 10 years. And, and I don't, I, you know, I, it's kind of beneath the surface, but maybe teams are frightened of that bubbling up to the surface if they hire him. I don't know.
0: Do you, do you think that there's a chance that he's just gotta, you know, deal with the hunt family you know, Andy Reid's not a Take spring chicken. Reed. I mean, yeah. it's
1: possible, but boy, he's interviewed. You know, it'd be different if he wasn't interviewing. Like Josh McDaniels, really, you know, he would always be rumored that then he wouldn't, you know, except for the Colts, which he got to the altar and then backed out. You know, but like a lot of times it'd be like, well, he's not actually interviewing. Maybe he's going to be Belichick's successor. Turns out, I guess he's not.
0: But you No, know, that's going to be Joe just, Judge. That's why they brought him back yeah, in maybe, the hole. Offensive assistant, he can call more quarterback
1: sneaks on third and nine from the five. Uh, you know, he got to have that, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, maybe that he does. I, it just – I do wonder, like, there's, there's got to be a, a negative about him that we're not paying attention to because someone doesn't interview that many times and not get a job. I just – like, I don't believe that, that it's just like, well – you know, there's racism in the NFL. Is there probably a little bit? Yeah, there probably is. But other other black coaches have been hired, and he hasn't. So something's off about that.
0: Do you think it's Brad Childress's fault? Cause people, being, well, being Andy Reid's coordinator. Uh, and then not being, really being that good of a head coach. Right. Well, and neither was Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. He
1: was Andy Reid's coordinator with the Chiefs. You know, so there might be some element of that. Yeah. I think that, that, I mean, go back to a name that was popular when we were kids, and you'll know him probably better than me. Remember Sherman Lewis was the offensive oh, yeah. coordinator for Holmgren? Yeah. And he was a hot head coaching candidate. He never got a job. Mm-hmm. And and I think that was always maybe a little bit because of that, that, you know, well, it's really Holmgren's offense. What's this, you know, what, is this guy really the, the genius? No. But, you know, he's just kind of pushing buttons is almost what it felt like. Maybe unfair, but that was the perception.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, Super Bowl. I mean, you know my rooting interest to,
1: yeah. to put a pin on that. I'm obviously rooting for the Rams. Uh, what? What's your What's your thoughts? Any Anything you want to share? I or did, interest, you know, whatever.
0: I I think I'll find a way to be happy for either outcome. I I'm in a rooting for the game to be gotcha. good mode uh you know the bengals haven't won in forever no the the, you know the rams are a really good story with matt stafford um and odell beckham frankly yeah yeah Uh, you know but uh, and and you kind
1: of tossed aside he's he's redeemed himself at least this this half a season
0: and then you look at like aaron donald it would mean a lot to Sure. Um. so I can like I can find my joy I think objectively I will start the game rooting for the Bengals yeah but not strongly if the if the Bengals jump out to an early lead I'll probably root for the Rams to make a comeback <laughs> like that's gotcha gotcha yeah
1: yeah I, I mean I I you know as the Rams were down in the NFC title game Bengals had already won I was even thinking like that that probably would have been my mentality for the Super Bowl if the Niners had won, because I don't I don't know who I would have rooted for. Probably would have been one of those where it's just like, well, I'll just I'll watch it, and see what happens, see as the game develops, and I'll probably develop a rooting interest as it goes. Yeah. Because the Rams came back, I I already have one, but uh, yeah, was,
0: yeah, I was very close to being in that boat too. It's it's good prep for March Madness, like uh, some is, random eight nine game. Like yeah, I I don't know. Just I'll pick a team as you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, no doubt about that. I, maybe I'll get really into Monmouth for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's always that team that captures our fancy. Um, but let's let's move to the hardwood. Yeah. Um, the will they, won't they, of you know Ross and Rachel, Jim and Pam. <laughs> uh, we we finally got the payoff in the NBA's version where the Sixers and Nets. Did make the deal Harden for Simmons, yeah. Plus yeah. plus plus, um, yeah. You know, good, good. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's good for both teams. I mean, uh, you know, like the Sixers were getting nothing from Simmons, so obviously that you know that seems like a good move for them. Um, and and you know, for the Nets, it's 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 probably. I mean, Harden kind of quit
0: on them. I hate to say that because I like Harden. But and feels he's like done in the it last before. Ten days,
1: he has, and he has done it before. Yeah, yeah.
0: First, he did it to get away from Daryl. Now he's get doing it to get back right. to Daryl.
1: Right, right. I mean, it's um, like so. I mean, Harden, short of Tim Duncan, who's my favorite basketball player ever, and probably always will be, and and maybe LeBron. Harden is is one of you know my favorite basketball player, and he always will be a favorite of mine because of ASU, but. Doesn't it feel like this is like it's put up or shut up time? If he can win a title,
0: if yeah. He, if if it doesn't work here, he becomes
1: Russell Westbrook, Allen Iverson, great individual player who can't work with others and isn't going to win a championship. Doesn't he, it feel that way?
0: Yeah, and and look, let's let's be clear. The first exodus from oklahoma city was not his choice not his no certainly not yeah but he blossomed he blossomed in an incredible way into a hall of fame career yeah oh sure he's going to the hall of fame no matter what yeah and the issue is he's now forced himself out of two situations like the the chris paul james harden rockets were oh so close they were you know
1: three two lead Against the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, in the conference finals. And when a when a bad Cavs team awaited in the finals, they, they were, I mean, I will always believe that if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, they win that series and they win the
0: title. And so, you know, now, for whatever reason, that situation was untenable. Yeah, yeah. So he got rid of Chris Paul. In the yeah. worst trade possible. In retrospect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then... That didn't work, so he just forced his own way out to forced get to New York, which is where he wanted right. to go. Right, right. He wanted to play with Durant and Kyrie. They played 16 total games together, and we can get yeah. into that. Which but, is crazy when you think about it, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the the conflicting reports, and, and it's, it's pure conflict, and I believe the reporters are right when they say this, that, you know, James wants to play his style of basketball. Yeah. Also, James doesn't like having this much on his shoulders. He thought he'd be playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Right. Like, right. Well, right. they—it's your style of basketball, now. Yeah, you yeah. dominate the ball and you shoot a lot, and that's—and and that is exactly why I'm
1: thinking of the Iverson and, and and the more modern Westbrook comparison is. Those are kind of the same type guy. I mean, Iverson was that way for for years in, in Philly. He had to dominate the ball you know, that was how, that was how it worked. And he won an MVP and they got to a finals. And, um, but then in the latter part of his career, when he wasn't good enough to dominate the ball anymore, and it was like, well, we could pair him with so-and-so first it was Carmelo. Then, you know, it didn't work because he couldn't adapt his game to be anything but a ball dominant shooter who took, you know, 25 shots a game. Mm -hmm. And it kind of feels like that's, I mean, like if it's, if it's going to work, this is where it has to work. Embiid and him are different style players. Embiid's a, a you know not a traditional like Shaq big man, but he can play in, inside. He, he doesn't you know dominate the ball like Durant does or Irving does,
0: and he won't um, clog up the lane. Like he right, can he can right. be he can a rim out. runner if you want him yes. to be, but he can yes. also step out to eighteen feet and clear the lane for you.
1: Right, right. You know, and he's good, he's a good defender. Um, you gotta, you know, I think doc rivers as a head coach is maybe a tad overrated. I think, you know, side note, naming him one of the 15 best coaches of all time. is like, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, but he's, he's a good coach. He's won a title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like, man, it. like with Brooklyn, you could say, you know, look the Irving drama this year, certainly submarine that team. I believe I, if you're going to, you're going to rank the lists of why this team, you know, isn't working, Kyrie Irving's, you know, ban from the team and then coming back half-time and all, like, that's why. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Houston wanted to rebuild. They started, you know, Maury left and and they were, you know, and it became clear, like, you know, they were going to go into a rebuild. He wanted out. Okay. It's like, you run out of excuses, though. You can't, there's not always somebody else to blame.
0: Mm -hmm. This
1: is it. That's why it feels like this is it. It's either going to work or... He becomes one of those players who's, you know, great individual player, Hall of Famer, MVP, scoring champ, all that. But he won't be remembered as like an all-time, all-time great because he'll never have a championship to show for it.
0: Yeah, he, look, he kind of is what he is as a player. Yeah. And he's a better fit on paper than, you know, generic Player with Ben Simmons' skill set because sure, sure. Simmons and Embiid, even even if his skill set perfectly aligned, the yeah. the relationship was didn't mesh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know his skill set is a better, you know, complement to what Embiid can do. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's a defensive drawback, but from the Sixers' perspective, he's better than Seth Curry. Well, he's on
1: the floor,
0: yeah, he's better. I mean, like yeah, so you, that's mean, who you have to go to is. <laughs> He's better than Seth Curry. Right. And, and at that I mean, point, that, yeah. then you got to do it.
1: Sure. I mean, from this year's roster, they traded Seth Curry and Andre Drummond for James Harden. That's an upgrade. Now, they gave him two first round picks, and maybe Ben Simmons could have been a better asset, you know, in the off. Who knows? Whatever. But, you know, just from this year's roster, yeah, Seth Curry's a good player. Good, you know, very good shooter, nice role player. Andre Drummond's a good backup big, but, you, you know, you got to. You got a top fifty player all time for role players. So yeah, I think they've upgraded. Is it good enough to win the title? I don't I don't know. The East is so bunched. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you don't like right now, they could finish anywhere from one to, to ten. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's not much separation. So if they get hot with Harden's arrival and they get hot, they could be the one seed and sure, they could, you know, they could roll in or they could end up being the sixth seed and you're looking at playing, you know, Miami, Milwaukee, somebody like that in the, in the first round.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a
1: much tougher road.
0: Yeah. Well, and goodness gracious, if they fall to seven. Oh
1: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they've been playing well, but now you have to change your style. Bringing Mm -hmm. in James Harden is not just a plug and plug. I mean, you know, he's, he's not a three
0: and D wing where it's like, okay, we know what to do. It's like,
1: just plug him in and he's going to fill his role. I mean, he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot and and it's going to take the ball out of Embiid's hand. Some, hopefully Mm -hmm. not a ton, but certainly some, you know, you're not getting James Harden to, to take, you know, eight shots a game. Uh, I mean, you're, you're getting him because he's James Harden and he can score 30 a game. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some, some learning curve and learning how to play together. And, you know, you don't have a ton of time. Mm -hmm. Two months from right now is, is the end of the regular season. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, and that East race is so crazy. It's like, I mean, I looked a few, a couple weeks ago, the Bulls were the number one seed and they were only like six games up on, on eight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could go any number of directions.
0: Yeah. Well, and on the flip side for the Nets, you know, you got assets back. I, yeah. the Harden tenure, I think you have to look back as a success. It's not his fault that, you know, Durant got hurt this year and Kyrie didn't right. play. And, he blew right. out his hamstring last year, but he did it in the right. playoffs after, you know, putting the team on his back for a round. Right.
1: Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it was a good move for them to make to try to get him. I think the attempt was, you know, we're going to just put three superstars out there and, and, and it's going to be enough. And it, those guys never really fit together the way that, like, you know, Durant, Thompson and Curry fit together. Um, mm-hmm. that was the dream. But as you, as you said, the number was floating out there today, they only played 16 games together. So maybe they would have, mm-hmm. if they actually had gotten to play together, but you know, injuries and, and Kyrie's bizarre vaccination status and all that, you know, it just conspired against them ultimately. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about Simmons with that team because, you know, he's, he's a, he's div- certainly a tremendously different style player than Harden. He's not a volume shooter at all. He's not a shooter. Um, but still a guy who, you know, to do his best work offensively, he to have the ball in his hand. He's mm-hmm. a very good passer. Um, and, you know, Kyrie and Durant are going to have the ball in their hands a lot. Well, Kyrie's mm-hmm. going to half the time when he can actually play. Uh, you know, so I, I still don't know, like, does this work? I mean, if we're, we're getting close to the postseason and going into a scenario where Kyrie Irving's not going to be able to play home games. So is that really gonna work for you when it when push comes to shove? I, I don't know that it can.
0: Yeah, I I mean I think if you're the Nets now, this is why you picked up two more role players. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is Drummond can still do something? Get rebounds, block and, shots, yeah. yeah. And Seth Curry, you know, the the problem is that the team the non-Durant, non-Harden part of the team was really struggling to score. And Seth yeah. Curry can score. Sure, so, sure. No,
1: I mean,
0: he, he, I think, is a great fit
1: because he's a he's a shooter, uh, you know, and he'll have space. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a good pickup for them. But I do wonder about Simmons. I mean, Simmons will help him defensively. He's a very good defender. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, offensively, now you bring in this guy who's not a scorer but is a ball handler, and now you're going to try to mesh him with Irving some of the time, mm-hmm. but not all the time. But you know, it's like I mean, you know,
0: just well, and you can't camp him out in the dunker spot.
1: No, no, <laughs> uh, you know. So like I, I don't know. And and not only that, but you're doing it. And and you know, I don't like this guy. But I mean, taking away my personal opinion with a coach who hasn't been a coach much and doesn't, you know, he this isn't. This isn't Phil Jackson trying to put these pieces
0: well, together. And he's, he clearly had the idea, or the team, I guess, to your point, had the idea with having the big three yeah. of Durant, Irving, and Harden of, well, we'll just roll the ball out there. Yeah. I could have coached the team. let our the superior
1: team. talent yeah. work.
0: Yeah. I, the, the, yeah. Having me or you coach the team would have been the same. It didn't matter to <laughs> I them.
1: think so. I think so.
0: Yeah. 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 And now, now that's not going to be the case.
1: you got to... I mean Simmons is a very good player but he's got a very unique set of skills uh, that that you've got to make work.
0: Well and and, I the, don't and know the idea that they say that like works. that he's like Draymond it's like no he's not. No he's not. No. <laughs> no he's not. I mean there's some similarities.
1: Yeah. In that neither one of them are great outside shooters or whatever but you know but yeah I mean Draymond Green's a better scorer and he's also like, Draymond Green doesn't have to have the ball in his hand. He can be a facilitator,
0: you well, know. And, and there's just... Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. What I was go gonna ahead. say There's also, and this is, I think, your point about the coaching goes to this too, but... Yeah. He's played with Steph Curry and right. Clay Thompson forever in a day. For years, so right. it doesn't... Right.
1: For the same yeah. coach for most of that time,
0: well, yeah. And, and, you know, I heard, I can't remember, it was Zach Lowe and somebody were talking about how... Like when Clay Thompson came back and Draymond was just happy and they asked him like, why, what makes this different? He's like, right. because he's like, he's, his quote was something along the lines of you, there's nonverbal communication and then there's mm-hmm. not needing to communicate at all.
1: Right. You right. Know? And yeah. that's
0: the level those three guys are at and Iguodala with them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and with this group, You're asking them to put that together in two months with Kyrie Irving on the only on the court half the time. That's the other thing. Like, I mean, I I think there was a belief or a hope,
0: maybe, maybe more than a belief within the Nets that like, well, by April, he'll just give up.
1: He'll either do it or or New York won't have this rule anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think either one's going to happen. And and so it's like. You know, are you really going to go into the playoffs in a best of 7 against the defending champion Bucks or the Heat or whoever and basically say, you know, well, we got this guy who who Kyrie Irving again, very good player but extremely ball dominant, you know, loves to handle the ball, you know, totally changes your offense when he's on the floor versus off. Is only there half the time? How's that work? I, Is, I just don't I don't get it.
0: Conspiracy theory? They're they're aiming for the sixth seed so that they play more road games than home games. <laughs> well, they're doing really well with this losing streak because right now they're in I think seven or eight. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's another. What if they end up in the in the you know play in, and they're at home, and it's a you know it's a must win. You you don't have him. If well, they get seven or eight, that could be the scenario.
0: Well, and the other one, what if they have to travel to Toronto?
1: Right. That's true, too. You could you could face Toronto in a series and then he's out the whole series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, those like, you know, maybe next season those rules aren't. In, I don't know, but I don't think they're going away by April and I don't see him moving off his position. He seems very entrenched that this is the decision he's made and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting fit. You know, on the on paper, it's like, oh, well, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, well, that, that sure intrigues, and yeah, yeah. on paper it Look,
0: does. Simmons hasn't played a game year this year, right? and he hasn't right. been working out with a team. With a
1: team, yeah, you know, and, and, and again, with between Simmons and Irving, I just don't feel like guys that it's just going to be like, oh, natural fit together. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to take some work, and they just don't have the, the reps to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they could do it if Irving could play every game. But I am even less sure thinking, well, half the time he's not going to be on the court. Or whatever. I don't even know. I don't know their breakdown of home and away. But it's probably roughly even
0: yeah. the rest of the way. So, it's interesting. Yeah, um, Yeah. Let's talk about another interesting thing. ASU basketball beat That's... a top five team.
1: Yeah, has had a, <laughs> a bizarre... Kind of crazy what last seven days since we Mm -hmm. talked. They they pushed USC to the limit, lost, beat UCLA in triple overtime, and then, you know, had a had a pretty good first half against Arizona, and then the the wheels came off. It felt like, you know, three games Mm -hmm. in five days. They just they didn't have it after that.
0: Yeah. Um I don't want to belabor this point, so I'm just gonna say it and move on. Yeah. The UCLA win does not save a season and and no, i and i doesn't. think I, I believe we we've changed assistance i think yeah. i think it's done and and i'm okay with that yeah i'm yeah I, i'm I, kind of i'm kind of in the same place with both football and basketball in that yeah the status quo on. might actually be more disappointing yeah to me. i hear you
1: i hear you um no i i agree with you it does not state the season when you're looking at a you know well, under 500 finish, one win, no matter who it is. I don't care if you beat, you know, 1985 Georgetown, is not enough to save the season. Um, but it's a good, I mean, let's say this it's a nice feel good moment in a season that hasn't had very many.
0: Oh, yeah. Many. Well, and th- so this th- team, you know, this I'll team say. kind of goes with the Herb Sendek first year of, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't quit. They're playing hard no, every game. They've
1: been competitive. You know, they're just not good enough. Um, but but therein lies the big difference. Herb Sendek's first year was the first year of a coach, and this is, what, seven years of Hurley? Maybe eight? Yeah. I think it's uh, you seven. Know, it's, it's well in. He was here at least two or three years before we made the tournament. Then we made it two years in a row. Now we're looking at three straight without it. Although, to be fair, 2020, there was no tournament. We would have made it, but still. Um, you know, he's, he's been here a while. I mean, that's one thing I almost sent you this. I was reading Haller's article about the Arizona game and, you know, give him credit for honesty. But, you know, I heard Hurley commented, you know, we were overmatched in a lot of ways. It's like, dude, that's on you, man. I mean, you know, like this is, we're overmatched because you haven't done a good enough job of bringing in good
0: players. Mm -hmm.
1: That's what it comes flat out down to. Now there's reasons for that and all that, you know, but, but, you know, like, not like we had scholarship reductions, or you took over a bad team, and you know, like, I mean, if we're overmatched, then you got to look in the mirror. That's
0: well, and it. it's you know, it, it's harsh, but it's like, okay, Boiachi was a four, four and a yeah. half star guy, but he was a project. Well, right, you would have thought by mid February he'd be playing thirty yeah. minutes a game. Yeah, and he's not—he's not, yeah, he's not he's capable not. of it. And well, it goes along with what we saw.
1: Really, for most of his time, player development has not been a strength under Bobby Hurling. Mean, I, I think that's—I I think that's as, as nicely as I can put it. I mean, we just have not seen guys consistently get better from when they arrive. Now, mm-hmm. some of that is because they leave right away, or when, you know, they leave within a year. But like, we talked about this last year. And it's still relevant. How many guys have come here and, from the, the year they started to the year they left, whatever that year was, gotten markedly better since Hurley's been here? I can't think of too many.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think you're dead on with that. You know, Cheatham came in as kind of a finished product. Yeah, he was only here one year. Yeah,
1: you know, and he read he, he redshirted one year. So okay, yeah. we're well, kind of given that because he was he was on the team didn't play, cause he, you know, he had to sit out, um, but, but yeah, I mean, from, you know, from when we saw him first to how he finished, you know, yeah, he was good, but did Bobby Hurley and staff make him good? I don't, I don't know. I think he was just, that's who he was.
0: Yeah. um Remy Martin seemed kind of flat.
1: I think so. I think, yeah, I think Remy Martin peaked as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he, ne- he didn't get markedly worse, but he certainly didn't get markedly better.
0: Yeah. And then you're looking at. You know, Holder, Justice, Evans, fine. Which,
1: you know, two of those guys were recruited by Herb.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: he brought Evans in as a transfer. But, you know, yeah. I mean, so it's like, how many guys who have been here? Now, again, you know, a lot of guys haven't stayed. But
0: yeah, and that's, just, part of, that's, that's part of it too, right? Like, you know, his first recruiting class. All the hype in the world. We get yeah. Cunliffe and right Jethro. And... Mm-hmm. The Cunlift doesn't make it to conference season and and, no. je- and Jethro's gone after one year. After one year, yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean that's yeah, that's part of player development is keeping guys around. And I know, you know, the world has changed in terms of transfers. But, you know, from even when we were in college. It's much easier to transfer and I, I get that, but still like that's part of developing a roster is getting guys who will stay you know, you, he made the attempt to the, the Josh Christopher, Marcus Bagley. Well, that didn't work, you know,
0: but it's yeah. like, well, and I, it's, I don't know, it's frustrating. It's also just, there are two paths that you can take, right? You can <clears throat> be Virginia and right. get, and, and Syracuse, have a system, get guys into the system, get <clears throat> them to buy in, and they get better <clears throat> learning to play your style. Right or right. you can be Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, bring in guys for a year or two, superior talent and yeah. just try to blast people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and we're neither. We
1: haven't done either. No, I mean it it's it reminds I was thinking very recently about football. We won't spend a lot of time on ASU football, but you know, that feeling of like what's your identity? You know, if you mm-hmm. if you can't like if you're Alabama you can change your identity every year if you want because you just get superior talent. You recruit at a level that you can be a power run team one game, you can be a throw-it-50-times team the next game, and, and you're good enough. But most programs, ASU is one, in both football and basketball, don't have that luxury. So you, you recruit to an identity and you think about, you, you made the point of basketball. Virginia is a good one. Syracuse is a good one. You think football. You think you know Virginia Tech in the Beamer days. You think Wisconsin now. Those are middle level programs. They're not, you know, the upper echelon of upper echelon, but they have an identity.
0: And routinely they are ranked. To that identity.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and and they're routinely pretty darn good. I haven't won a national championship. Okay, you know, if that's your if that's your only measure of success, okay. I, I hope but you it's grew
0: not. up in the South.
1: <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean like Virginia Tech has slipped lately, but you know, they had a run where it was like every year they were pretty good. They were in conference championship picture. And they oh. had that they had great special teams. Well and look they usually at, had a good running quarterback.
0: Look at Iowa. You know, I Iowa. was another one. Yeah. Yes. You yes. just if you and I think this is a, a thing that you know we've talked about at length, but if you look at the job Herb Sendek did, and I mm-hmm. and I think we're both on the same page. It was not wrong to get rid of Herb, and it was not no. wrong to bring in Bobby Hurley. But the job Herb Sendek did was he figured out the strengths of his team or yeah. the way to limit its weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and, and the matchup zone was one of them. Like, he, he went to this thing and he's like, look, I I don't know what to do with this team, so we're going to take the air right. out of the ball yeah. and we're going to just try to suffocate people on on defense. Right,
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we're going to make you take the shot clock. We're going to do the same. And and yeah, and, and, and we had an identity for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now it eroded, but that you're right. I mean, Herb sendek had an identity, and I guess early on, so did Hurley. We had this guard you thing, and and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna run at you with a bunch of guards, and we're gonna run, 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 and we're gonna shoot. And and it just seems like we have no identity now. No, we're not a we're not a good. We're better defensively than we've probably ever been under him, but we're not a stifling defensive team. I mean, Arizona had their way with us. No. You could see it early in the game. We had that little burst at the beginning, and then it was just like they realized they could dump the ball inside all freaking night, and they did, and we couldn't stop them. Um, we're yeah. not a great shooting team. We're not a fast-break team. We're, you know What are we? What are we Is a bad team? <laughs> and that's, yeah. not a, that's not a good identity to have.
0: Yeah. And so then the question becomes, you know, what does it mean? And yeah, they've replaced the entire assisting coaching staff last season. Yeah. So yeah, I you know,
1: an almost entire roster turnover. Yeah, I mean, you know, from last year we have Kamani Lawrence, Jalen Graham, and I guess Marcus Bagley. Although I don't think he's ever playing for us again, and he barely played this year. Well, it's That's which, which is kind it. of the
0: same amount he played last year, though. Played
1: last year exactly. <laughs> so. You know, you, you, you're you right. You've turned over the roster. You've turned over the coaching staff. What next? I, I'm sort of in agreement with you that it's probably time to move on. And I, and I was wrong about baseball, but I have the same feeling I have about baseball, which is that we're not going to. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. He did he did move on about, in baseball. Um, but I just, I don't know. Do you get, what, what do you think? I mean,
0: your well, opinion I, of it what you think like...
1: should happen is one. What do you think will happen?
0: I mean, I think what will happen is he doesn't have to make a move in basketball because everyone is so focused on how sh- right. how just garbage the football situation the is. The football program is, <laughs> is devolving into, yeah. Like, we don't yeah. have to, like, this is one of those things where he could, you know, I, I could see it going one of two ways. I've got the house on fire. Yeah. Do I want you to look at the barn or not like he yeah, could yeah. we could be he could do something so crazy that it just might work like yeah. naming ctt the head coach <laughs> you yeah, know I mean, like and i don't necessarily I mean. mean her but someone like right. that like something make a, land-ish. Yeah, yeah make a yeah. move that it's like okay this is yeah. bold this is a bold decision
1: yeah, Wait. yeah, and, and it would be, you know, a sort of and I think that's what you're getting at, like a, you know, hey, look over here. This is good. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at, at football. You know, look what I'm doing. But can you make that type of, of splash higher? I mean, unless it's unless it is something like that, I you know, but like Hurley was a splash hire. Hurley got us some national notoriety and all that. And it's like, well, okay, what it, you know, you get rid of him. Are you going to get somebody who's, you know, a coach at a small school? And, and maybe that guy's good. I'm not saying he's bad, but is, is it going to move the needle enough to have people think, you know, well, okay, football's, you know, quickly devolving. But it's okay because basketball's on the up. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if that guy exists or woman. I'm not sure he does. But I'll say I'm this. I'm not sure. Yeah. If, if he were to hire a woman, one, it would align with Michael yeah. Crow's dream yeah. for the athletic program. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd get noticed. It would. I would get discussion. No question.
1: no question. If you went out and hired, you know, a top-notch women's college basketball coach right now or something like that, or, or a WNBA coach, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know who, you know, I, I don't follow the sport. No, well my,
0: my, my only but, thought would have been <laughs> someone like, a Becky Hammond, and there's Becky somebody Hammond. else. There are women on the bench in the NBA. On staffs, right? Where you right. could there just, are. where you could go and say, "Okay, you want to be a head coach here?"
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it certainly <laughs> would get him notoriety, and and take the focus off what's happening with football. Which you know, yeah, it seems like they they might want to do that, but. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, but
0: to answer your question, no, I don't think he'll do anything.
1: I don't either. I feel like it's going to be status quo. Yeah,
0: And and I'll I'll say this. I'll I'll go a half step further. I don't know that Michael Crow's going to let him. Because if I'm Michael Crow, the easiest thing to do right now is to wait. Because I think in the next calendar year, you're going to get the cover to fire whoever you want. That's probably true. From from football yeah. and the AD's Brought office. Down. Yeah. And then yeah. if you fire the AD, let somebody else make that hire.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, you might be right about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll. I,
0: you know, I'll, I'll yeah. make, let me say one more thing about Crow. Sure, sure. I know Arizona flaunted the NCAA, and LSU did, mm-hmm. and Kansas did, and it's worked, and it's worked, and it's worked. hmm If they put out an actual report about us, we will just concede. Like, I think you're probably right. Yeah. That yeah. Is, I have never yeah. seen anything in our M.O. that makes me think we'll do anything <laughs> but just agree to the sanctions imposed.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right. And, and, you know, I don't know. Did you read Mandel's mailbag thing about her? Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, he made the point, he compared it to, you know, Kansas and Bill Self, but he made a very accurate point, which is that you know, Bill Self has won a bunch of conference titles and has them in Final Fours, and I mean LSU hasn't necessarily, but they've been pretty good in
0: basketball. Well, and also, and, they've know, recruited at an elite level, right?
1: Right. So, so it's it's more cover to do that if it's like, well, hey, we're going really well, so we're going to thumb our nose at the NCAA and say, bring it on. But we're not going really well. I mean, we went eight four this year, which is all right. But nothing special. Um, regression is certainly expected next year. Uh, the only question is how bad that regression will be, and,
0: and who will and be so, on the team to see it.
1: Right, right. You know, and and so yeah, it's it's hard to, I mean, it like it's hard to justify doing anything but conceding if that happens, because it's like, well, what are you defending? I mean, it be it'd be totally different if we'd gone. 10 and 2, and been in the Pac 12 title game last year, and we were still recruiting well. It was like, well, you know what? Yeah, we brazenly broke the rules, but boy, we're, we're putting something good together here, and so suck it, basically. <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep doing it. But when you're not putting something good together, it's hard. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to be like, well, come get us. You know, like, for what? I mean, if Man, you know, Mandel ended that with basically, you know, so they can chase Las Vegas Bulls, and I mean, it's hard to argue. Harsh, but it was hard to argue.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it also leads to the question of: Do you see any value if you're Michael Crow? Not if you're an ASU fan. Yeah. If you're Michael Crow, do you see any value in cleaning house just to point to the NCAA and say, "See, I don't." Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Know you
1: might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it, it's just you know we've we've gotten more into football than than we said we were going to. But I guess it's it's you know. No, but it, you it, can't it, it's all related it without it. Yeah, yeah. You really can't. You know, you can't discuss the basketball move without talking about what's going on with football because it does sort of dominate what's what the feeling is in in the program, the entire athletic department right now feels like.
0: Yeah. Well, because it's it you know it, we're also not talking about should he replace the water polo coach like right right the, we don't care basketball yeah. is something that will get noticed I, he right. could hire marco polo to be the water <laughs> polo coach and it wouldn't get noticed
1: no one would care exactly yeah yeah i mean those two sports and now okay that that works as a little bit of a segue to one of the things i wanted to discuss this week and we kind of discussed it in text of you know the arizona game and and a, we'll start with just ASU basketball for us. Like it's harder and harder to, to get into it. And, and, you know, some of that is personal circumstance for both of us. You know, we live in different places and we do different jobs and stuff. But like, as we're talking about, like, well, basketball moves the needle and it does somewhat. I don't feel like it moves the needle much, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a hard investment to make. Um, and I, I mean, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it because, you know, better than anybody that the Arizona home basketball game used to be a day I, you know, I wrote down on my calendar and I counted down to it and I couldn't wait for it. And to be honest with yeah, you, I kind of forgot about it until about an hour before on Monday. And I thought, oh, man, that's tonight. Now, granted, it was rescheduled. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess you do have to point that out. But even when it was going to be in January, I wasn't going to go. I, w- I had no plans to go. And, and I thought, like, is that on me? Maybe in some ways it is. Uh, you know, it, it probably is, on, you know. Um, but it's just interesting. And, it, of course, it's made me think about, like, just the overall college basketball and how that feels, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's start with fa- our fandom and our team. Yeah. I'm having a similar thing as you in that, you know, I have different jobs constraints sure. now i sure. have different life constraints now but i also don't want to make an investment into something that i think is going to not go well like right. for, uh, straight up weeknight games that's that tip off at 10 o'clock central time I, right. I don't even bother pretending like i'm gonna watch anymore well
1: no i know
0: like i know. I, I mean i watch the i've got the youtube tv if it's on espn or fox sports right YouTube TV, when you DVR stuff has like, you know, watch key plays. So I do that and I get like 25 to 35 key plays that they show me with, and I see the score update in the bottom and it takes about five minutes. And that's how I watch most of our games now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, to be like, I'll be blunt. I've done probably less than that. And I feel bad about it in a way. I, I do, you know, I mean, cause I, like you have the, you have built in excuses. One, you don't live in Arizona. It's a different time zone, you know? So th- those are, you know, those are legitimate reasons that it's tougher. To, you know, I don't have those. I live 15 minutes away at most with traffic from where they play their home games. And I haven't been to a game all year. And, and, and so, I mean, again, some of that's on me. I'll, I'll admit it. Um, but it's just, it is, it's harder. It's, I mean, you said it in your text. So I'm stealing your term, but it's a bigger investment to make than football mm-hmm. football. There's 12 games and 10 or 11 of those every year are on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. So, or, sat- or Saturdays, I should say, you know, so it's like, okay, even if it's late, it's like, ah, you know, tomorrow's Sunday, who cares? I can sleep in, I can take a nap, whatever, you know? So, okay. Yeah. You do it. Or you know, you stay up for a half at least. And, But it's, I mean, basketball, there's more games. Many of them are during the week. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that's always been the case. And that was the case when we were in college, too.
0: Yeah, but when we Um, were in college, we didn't have to be up.
1: (laughs) Right, we (laughs) didn't. Uh, You know, so, I mean, again, some of it is, yeah, our our lives are different. We have full-time jobs. You're married. uh, You know, like, people, you know, they evolve. And you only have so much attention to devote to anything. You know, you only have so many hours in the day, and so many things you can really care about. And college basketball, and by extension, ASU basketball, I just find myself—it's—it's it's tougher to get into. I get into it in March. I will. I mean, you know, I said mm-hmm. it earlier in this conversation. Months from now, we'll be doing our bracket picks, and I'll love it. And I'm taking the Thursday of the tournament off. The so, you know, first race round of the tournament, I'm taking off, and I'm gonna. But I feel like more and more. You know, I'm that fan, and I think a lot of people are that fan, that, like, we don't really follow the sport much until early March. Um, yeah. And, and you know, and, and maybe that's different. I was thinking about this, and I'm, I'm interested in your perspective because you're in an area where the basketball is a little bit better. Marquette's usually a pretty good program. Wisconsin's usually pretty good. Do you feel it's different there? Like, do you feel an, an intensity about college basketball in Wisconsin? During the season? Or does it really just pick up
0: in tournament time? It it has one early crescendo when Marquette plays Wisconsin every year. Yeah, okay. So people, people care because it's early in Makes the season sense. and it's a tone setter for both programs usually. Yeah. And then, you know, I work with people who've got Marquette season tickets and... Mm-hmm multiple times I've had them just, you know, hey, can't use them, not going to use them, you yeah. want them, and I look at what I'm doing, and sometimes what I'm doing is very little, <laughs> and I still am like, nah, I don't yeah. like, I'd rather, yeah. you know, I, I'd rather watch some dvr show. show yeah. at my house, yeah. and I'll flip over to the game if it's good, I mean, sure, sure. Know,
1: it's just it's a it's a tough sport. I find it more and more difficult, and and so I've thought of what the reasons are, and and, and I I mean I'm going to go to a reason that's that's almost feels too easy, but it's just so freaking hard to follow the players anymore. Yeah, because it's such a transient nature of the rosters. The very best guys are there for a year and gone, and some of them barely play, and you know like a James Wiseman or you know like. Is there and you were excited? He played what three games? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and even if they're there for a full year, it's like by the time you get to know them, they're one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. And then the second tier guys, they transfer all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a name that that I thought of as I was thinking about this: James Akinjo. Started his career at Georgetown, was a pretty prized recruit. Ran into some trouble. Transfers to Arizona. Was at Arizona for a couple of years. Now he's at Baylor, and it's like. There's so many guys like that that's like, I don't know where they are. I don't know who's on what roster. Um, And it makes it hard to really like, like I, I compare it to when we were kids and it felt like, you know, college basketball was, was much bigger on a national level. That wasn't the case. Like, you know, you knew who played for Duke. Because most of them were there for three or four years. You knew who played for Carolina, Arizona, Kansas, Kentucky, whatever. You knew those names.
0: I I think it also kind of, it doesn't kill the rivalry for the fan, but it kills the rivalry for the team. Because, you know, pick your guy, you know at Arizona but it's like right do they have a real hatred for ASU no they played no. one game in a hostile environment once and then right. they're gone so
1: well th- and and, yeah. and in some ways it doesn't kill it for the fan but it lessens it like I, I'll be honest so I turned that game on that was the game I watched the most of ASU all year I didn't I didn't see UCLA because I was out of town I probably would have watched it had I been home but uh, you know, I watched that game and I, and I thought, wow, this Arizona team are pretty good. And it, and then it hit me like, well, most of them will be gone next year. Mm-hmm. So, do I really care? Do I? Can I work up that much animosity? Like, oh, I can't stand that guy. Well,
0: there's no, no. You,
1: you th- build that with three or four years. Yeah,
0: there's no. You don't have that anymore. There's also no comeuppance, right? There's right, no. Right. There's no like Salim Stottemeyer. Yeah. You know, is there for four years. He hits that shot. He taunts us. I hate him forever. I hate him. Yeah, exactly. it's like, yes, okay. Yes. I
1: thought of him. I thought of Channing Fry. I mean, those mm-hmm. were guys that they were they were there year after year, and and you built a hate of them. If they were gone, I mean, Jared Bayless was a forerunner of this. I remember talking about Jared Bayless with you. It's like, I really hate Jared Bayless. He was only there one year. And he—, and he I, I, he didn't One play. One of the games he missed, I think. Yeah. You know, but but even if he played both, it was like, okay, he's there and gone. And and you know, DeAndre Ayton. Like I don't like DeAndre Ayton. he place for the Suns. I don't really. I mean, if DeAndre Ayton had gotten drafted anywhere else, I probably would be, you know, like ambivalent about him, honestly, because like, okay, he was at Arizona for a year. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so it it does lessen that. Like, I mean, I watched that Arizona game off and on. I didn't watch the entire game, but you know, it's like. I even thought, like, boy, this would really suck if these guys were going to be around for four years. I'm glad they're not. Um, but, you know, outside of – so Arizona's, what, top five in the country. Mm-hmm. Before that game, I couldn't have named more than two people on their roster. No. I'd heard of this Matherin guy, and I think there's one – the um, Coloco, mm-hmm. the, big, the big dude. I wouldn't have been able to name anybody else. And and you know, it's like now I'm not in Tucson anymore. I'm sure if I lived in Tucson, that would not feel that way. But still, I'm not that far. I mean, I'm in Arizona, and and it just doesn't they it just doesn't move the needle much outside of if you're really focused on it. Yeah. So here's uh, uh, well, go ahead. Then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a comparison. and I'm gonna see what you think of it.
0: Well, what were you gonna say? No, you go ahead. I my point was just gonna be I think this is part of it and part of it is i i just don't care cuz i we're not good like i well, care like when we played kansas and we beat them sure i felt this momentum sure. uh, but i think it takes that now i you need to show me life you know like winning against ucla late in the year i i already know this year's toast like all all exactly yeah, i'll watch yeah. the pac 12 yeah. tournament game if it's on sure. and i can get it sure Right. Which
1: probably the odds are good against that. But, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was one of the things, this isn't what I was going to say, but you know, I thought, I'm sure it's probably different if you go to Kansas or Kentucky, or you're an alum of them because your team is good. And so you are invested and you do know the players every year. But as a, as a, like just a general college basketball fan, like I am, my team isn't, great. So I don't feel like, you know, it's like you're rooting for the Jersey alone. The Mm -hmm. players come and go so much that you don't have any diehard loyalty or hate. So you're rooting for the Jersey and it's like, well, but it's tough for me to root for the Jersey because they're not any good. Mm -hmm. And, and so what's my, what's my motivation? Why am I here? You know, that type of thing. And like, and, and so here's what, here's what I was going to say. And I mean, like, tell me if you agree or disagree But, you know, like 20 years ago, when we were, you know, high school or, you know, even before, I felt like college football and college basketball were one and one A in terms of interest. Like college football may have been a little bit ahead, but it was it was marginal. Now, if it it was a horse race, college football is like 20 lengths ahead. And, And college basketball is way back and actually probably closer to college baseball than college football to me. You get into it for the postseason. That's what college Mm -hmm. baseball always was. You turn on the college world series. You learn the names like, Oh yeah, I want this team to win. Oh, well, that was fun watching that. And then you forget about it for the next 11 months. And then you turn it on again in June. That's almost what college basketball feels like to me now. Like you watch it in March, you really enjoy it. But I mean, last night I had to stop and think who won the tournament last year. I remembered ultimately that it was Baylor, but it, You know, but if you ask me who won the college football national title, not just this year because it was last month, but last year, I know in a minute or in a split second that it was Alabama and the year before it was LSU and the year before it was Clemson. I can, you know, I can go on and on and on, but basketball, I'm like, I I don't know. I know Virginia won one, I think, three years ago. They all start to run together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. I, I... When you asked about Marquette and Wisconsin, it got me thinking. If I lived in a in a city that was seventy five minutes or fifteen minutes from a top ten program in college football, yeah, even if I didn't care about the team, I'd probably go just to make sure I saw them play one. For sure, for sure. But I I I I would, would. I will go this entire season. I won't see a Marquette game in person. I won't see a Wisconsin yeah. game in person because, you know, I, I don't care. They're not my right. team. And, and Wisconsin's good. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, I
1: don't know where they're ranked now, but they're pretty good. They're I think they're tied for the Big Ten lead. At least they were yeah. recently. And Marquette's been pretty good. Uh, they were ranked, I yeah, think. They,
0: they were, at one point, both top 15 schools.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so it's just now you don't necessarily I mean I don't think you've ever really had a loyalty to Marquette you're you're a bit of a Wisconsin fan I know but I don't think you know but still like yeah I think what you're saying is true and like I have tentative plans to go with my dad to see the last game of the year the Stanford game because they're going to be in town my parents you know my parents
0: Mm -hmm. are going to be here and I
1: I think we'll probably go but if I don't go to that I won't see a game all year
0: Mm -hmm. and and yet like with football if I went I mean 2020
1: we only had one home game Uh, You know, in the weird year. But I went the you know, I went that whole calendar year without seeing ASU football. It's like, man, this stinks. I miss going to ASU football. But with basketball, it's like, and and you know, I loved ASU. I loved going to ASU games when we were in college. I mean, we both did. We got student tickets. We went to almost every game we could. And, and it just like, I'm still, again, you have, obviously, you know, it's a different animal for you. Well, but I still, I don't w- have that excuse.
0: Well, but I still, to your point, yes, I, I yeah. don't live there, but I don't, you know, the Kansas game was what, th- four years ago? Four seasons ago. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was the last time I made a concerted effort to get to right. an ASU game. Right. I, it hasn't right. been a thought. Like, no and no. I granted like with everything that's gone on I haven't really gone for a football game but I've I but think you about I would have considered it. Yeah, yeah. but I think I mean, about you know. that every year of like yeah. well I wonder if I could swing this weekend and this game and Yeah. you know, yeah. could I parlay and... this trip into see you know, but <laughs>
1: Yeah. well and you know I do. I mean and, and mm-hmm. so obviously I I you know, I must obviously acknowledge my own biases in that I love traveling for football. I love going to football games more than any other sport. It is it is my favorite sport in general and it is certainly my favorite spectator sport. And And so I'm, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody and be like, well, this is why football matters more and everyone agrees. No, not everyone agrees. But yet there are clear signs. I mean, look at, look no further than college game day. College game day football is three hours. College game day basketball is one hour. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just me that you know cares about football more than basketball. I, you know, like it's just I, you know again, I, it's hard to remember when you're ten years old. But like when I was first getting into sports, I don't remember nearly as much, if any, divide between college football and college basketball. Now there's a huge divide. College football mm-hmm. is a behemoth, and college basketball is not. Yeah, nationally,
0: like I mean, college football is still appointment television. Yeah. In yeah. the regular season, whereas yes. unless you go to one of those schools, yeah, it's not. It just is no for I basketball,
1: mean, and, and yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, if you probably if you live in the state of North Carolina, you would you would say, "What are you talking about?" You know, in yeah. North Carolina. You know, well, I'm if sure you if you're in, in Bloomington, if you're
0: in Bloomington, you probably right, care deeply right. about what's going on with Indiana. There's
1: certain places that that's different, but just 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 a national sort of perspective. And, and, it's I mean, there's so many reasons for it. It goes, you know, but to me, it, it really starts and ends with the, with the players don't resonate. I mean, I, I looked this up. The last the last five national players of the year wouldn't award winners. Three of them have been second-round draft picks. Like, that didn't used to be the game. I mean, it used to be that the national player of the year was a top-ten pick or a number, you know. In the 90s, you know, Tim Duncan was the national player of the year. was the number-one pick. Well, Shaq Le- was an all American, he was the number one pick. You Le- know, like Leitner
0: I mean, played they- on the dream team.
1: Right, right. And was what, number two or three overall. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, Glenn Robinson was the player of the year, he was the number one pick. I mean, you know, it was like you saw these guys in college for two, three, four years, always and you got to know them and then they got drafted high and, and now there's such a disconnect between college basketball and the NBA, it feels like. Like like the draft almost has nothing to do with what you just saw in the college basketball season. Very mm-hmm. rarely. That's why Zion was so fun that year with mm-hmm. that Duke team, because it was like it was almost like a throwback to the old days. So it was like we got this big star and his teammates are stars and they're good and they're gonna get drafted highly. Mm-hmm. but we don't see that much anymore. You get yeah. more of the Ben Simmons who go to college for a year. His team stinks, but he still goes number one overall because the NBA doesn't care how you do in college anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, and I do think that might be part of it too, is you can still see the line. If you're a football fan between yeah, this guy in college, this guy moves on to the pros. Whereas in basketball, yes. you might not see him. He might not go to college. Right, you know, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and some of this I know sounds like old man it, back in my day, and I I don't want to be that guy. I know
0: things well, change. Well, but the, the difference is you're not saying it was better than you're, you're This is an observation, like, right? It's just different, and it's and there, I think, yeah. I I also think there's there's nothing wrong with acknowledging like your fandom changes. Like I root for ASU. I check the mm-hmm. scores. Sure. All the time to see Me if they too. won. Me too. But I always
1: know when we play and who we're yeah. playing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm but
0: you. It, my life, I, I will make a priority to see the football game. I will stay up. Me I too. will, I will make sure yeah. that like, I've, I will arrange my next day. I will sure. avoid sure. going out like with <laughs> another couple to go right. like see a movie or something. Cause I want, right. I like the game is going to happen Me too. Yeah. for basketball. Yeah. I don't even check. Like when I'm setting like, oh, can we do dinner on this night yeah. with these people? Sure. I, it does. Right. Unless we're playing for like the conference title, I probably yeah. won't notice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And 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 it's not just like this is not just a symptom of this year and we're really bad. I was this way two years ago and we were going to make the tournament. You know, yeah. We were, we were going to be a borderline, you know, tournament team. We were going to make it if there had been one but i had the same thing i went to maybe two or three games that year but it, but a lot of you know it was the same way so it's not it's not just like oh we're 7 and 14 and so i don't care it, it, that makes it harder to care
0: mm-hmm. no
1: doubt when your team stinks but but it's just like we were we were pretty good but we weren't good enough to really feel like there was anything we could do we weren't going to you know go to the final four or win a conference title We may have won the conference tournament, you know, we've talked about that, that we were playing well and, you know, like who knows what would have happened that year, but, but still it's like, I don't know. It just, and, and then, so then therefore, like I said, the next step for me is like, okay, with ASU football, I care, but if ASU football is average or below average or whatever, well then I care who's going to win the national title. I care about watching, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the top quarterbacks in the draft and who's going to be a first round pick and, but with college basketball it's like that's there's there's no connection there. I don't mm-hmm. I don't need to watch college basketball to see the number 1 pick because that guy may be inconsequential in college basketball or may not even play college basketball and I'll learn about him in the NBA probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with football you don't, you know, like Joe Burrow became a star in college and now he's a star in the NFL, but we got to know him playing for LSU. Trevor Lawrence we got to know him playing for Clemson, you know, and basketball doesn't have that anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I don't know. I mean, what's the answer? I don't think there is one. I don't, I mean, we're not going back to the days where the best players all go to college and they all stay for multiple years. Those days are gone. Um, and, and that's why to me, it's like, it's more and more like college baseball, which when I you know, when I first learned sports, you know college baseball was the one that it was like well the best players don't go they go to high school okay you know so you're so you're seeing the second tier guys in the college world series that's all right you know there's good players but you're not getting the cream of the crop that's kind of how college basketball feels now mhm they're there but they're barely
0: there mhm and they they have learned the same way that the elite football players have learned about non championship right. goals Right, they they don't need it. The NBA you teams don't need, don't need it. Ky- Kyrie no. Irving, Kyrie Irving showed that. They, you, right. you know, played played nine what, games, games or something. Yeah, yeah, and was the number one pick. Yeah,
1: it's like you okay. know, Ben Simmons played the whole year, I think, for LSU for the most part, but had barely a ripple of impact. Mm-hmm. Number one pick.
0: I saw um, him play for LSU. I know you
1: did. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I remember you going, you know, and and they started with some hype, but then they, their season fell apart. And he didn't have the season anybody expected, and it, it made zero difference on where he was going to get drafted. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying that it should. I mean, I'm not like saying you you dirty NBA teams you should draft the the winner of the national title. I mean, I get it, I get it. The NBA is concerned about making their team the best, and if they can take a 19 year old kid who's going to be great, but he wasn't great in one year of college basketball, they're going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but it does. To me, I mean, as someone who follows both legs of the sport and does in football too, that connection is so much stronger in football. I mean, we saw we went and saw Alabama and Florida this year. A handful of those guys are going to get drafted in the first round in April. A handful more will get drafted in the first round next April, and and we'll say you know we can say well we saw those guys or Alabama a couple of years ago when we went. We saw you know Tua was the starter and he was hurt and Mac Jones and there's a connection there. And in basketball it just doesn't feel like there's any sort of connection there. Or it's very very marginal, I guess, let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. It's it's tenuous at best at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's it's fun to see, you know, Bryce Young and think, gosh, is, is he gonna be the number one pick in twenty twenty three? I don't know if he will, but he will probably be picked pretty high. He'll be you know, you know, and, and that that makes it fun and, and you just don't have that in basketball anymore. It's like well, you, you almost know who the top five picks are going to be before the college season even starts. And whether they're good or not has no bearing on that changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guys who are, like, big risers who have great years just become second-round picks.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. I mean, the, like, Luca Garza, who I didn't like. I mean, he was an annoying player to watch. But great college career. He was the national player of the year. He was the 52nd overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like. That never would have happened in the 90s. You know, like in the 90s, if you were the college player of the year, you were a bona fide NBA lottery pick at worst. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you know, now your players of the year are Frank Mason and Jalen Brunson and Luca Garza, who, you know, they're all in the NBA, but they were second-round picks. Zion was an exception, not the rule.
0: Yeah,
1: Zion's not in the NBA, but that's a whole other
0: story. Mm -hmm. But he will be. (laughs) Hopefully. Probably. (laughs) somewhere <laughs> we're not putting yeah, a time maybe, we're not putting a timeline on it
1: maybe not <laughs> new orleans I, who knows but uh yeah i read you know uh, and which you know i'll ask after i say this i read about the mccollum trade and you know like oh look at their lineup now and, and, and zion i'm like uh, is zion coming back because <laughs> i haven't i haven't heard a, a lick of zion coming back but then i'll ask uh, what's your what's your sister big blazers fan think of the cj mccollum trade
0: so she's she's disappointed I talk, I talked I talked to her the night of the trade okay she was sad because her fandom has existed with the Lillard McCollum backcourt. Right. like that's right, know. Yeah. you know yeah that's all I, she's I thought known of her when I heard of it yeah. yeah um so she was bummed and then the night of the trade I said to her it's like hey look Nikhil Alexander Walker's got some upside <laughs> you know they yeah. I, I did I didn't mention sadransky so I <laughs> at least I didn't like say both guys yeah. who they then flipped uh, and and I was like, I right right, you know, right. and Josh Hart's valuable. I, I think based on the one text she sent, she knows who Joe Ingles is. And okay. so she's okay. happy about that next year. yeah,
1: Next year. Yeah, I was going to say not this year, but. But game's uh, okay. done. Okay. So, you know,
0: Portland's yeah. Portland's only talking about next year, despite beating Pretty the much. Lakers with uh, their D with their G right. team.
1: With their YMCA guys. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, no, that was bad loss for the Lakers. Did she go to the Laker game last night?
0: Uh I believe she did actually.
1: Did she? Nice, nice. All right. All right. Well, hey, you got to see LeBron at least, not at yeah. his very best.
0: But, and a win. Saw but, LeBron uh, and yeah, saw the Blazers yeah. win. So there you go. There you go. All right.
1: Well, yeah, I uh, you know, I don't know anybody else who's a Blazers fan, and so when I saw that trade I thought, Well, I I know I know Ben's sister is into the Blazers now, so I wonder what her
0: reaction is. Yeah. So she was it was sad. It's one of those gotcha. things like Makes sense. You know, she just turned forty nine, so she gets yeah. she gets that that's how it works in the NBA that right. players can get traded. So it's not like when you're a kid and your favorite right. player right. like gets dealt. You're first learning it, yeah, yeah, but, but but she's a relatively new fan too, yeah. right? I
1: mean, she's not, you know. So yeah, it's a that's a that is a sobering fact when it's like you know, wow, you know, it's it's a, it's over. That era's is done. Yeah, the first time you learn it, whenever, whatever age you are, it it, it hits you, and it and it hits you the fifteenth time
0: too. Yeah. Like
1: Kawhi Leonard leaving the Spurs, which I'm still sour about.
0: Mm-hmm. And she I is, probably
1: will be forever.
0: She is a big Anthony Simons fan. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good ball player.
0: Yeah. So I was got like, a, well he'll play high. more. He's gonna play a lot for of the season.
1: That he will, yeah, yeah. Is Lillard out for the year?
0: Uh well he opted for the surgery and that right, would put right. him out till after the All Star break and at that point what's the point why Yeah. just get yeah. A, get as high of a draft pick as you can yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah and, and get him healthy for next year yeah yeah but all right all right well fair enough but uh anyway yeah the, the college basketball talk I mean I, I you know it's one of those that I, I've thought about for years and you could go on forever in a day but uh you, when you texted that about that I, I thought well okay I, I think I think we've got something here because yeah you're on the same page it's just it's a hard investment to make anymore.
0: Yeah, But we are invested enough to talk about it somewhat for the rest and, of the season and, and how and, it impacts and by us. By a month from
1: now, we'll both be college basketball experts and we'll be making picks like we know what we're talking about. Even though we've just admitted we've paid
0: almost no attention to the season so far. 100% true. Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.